all who have served. But do you know how it started? It was first called Armistice or Truce Day at the end of World War I in 1918. An armistice between the Allied nations and Germany took effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Years later, a group of veteran supporters pressured Congress to change the name to Veterans Day, and a 1954 law proclaimed Veterans Day a national holiday. Always observed on November 11th, this national holiday is when we honor veterans for their patriotism and willingness to serve. Learn more at va.gov and search Veterans Day. So easy to listen, a caveman can do it. Welcome, everybody, to HGTV Sports in the Cave. I'm Caveman. Joining me is HG. If you guys didn't meet him on the morning show, I'm going to hand it over to him real quick. He gave himself a quick intro for MBR. Go ahead, Mercury. Hi, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to our very first episode of HGTV Sports in the Cave. We're excited to be here with you. Episode one. We're starting off with some sports news for this one, this episode today. And we wanted to talk about the controversial call the Lions versus the Cowboys just a few nights ago. The first thing that I do have to say before we even talk about the call is that Dan Campbell has the biggest nuts in the NFL. We're going for it on fourth down so much this season. They they convert more on fourth down than they do on third, I swear to God. And that was wild of him to just like, you're on the road, you just score the touchdown. All you got to do is kick a PAT to win. And he says, no, I'm going for two. He's a madman. It is unfortunate that Brad Allen and his officiating team forgot that Taylor Decker was an eligible receiver and they forgot about that conversation. It's unfortunate, but those mistakes should not happen. And it's not even the first time that Brad Allen has done something like this. That controversial call, the Packers versus Chiefs just a few weeks ago where the Packers DB literally had Kadarius Toney in a headlock from behind. Or, Which yeah. there was also a deep ball to MVS where the defender got there super early in that same game, and they didn't call that. And then another primetime game that Brad Allen officiated, uh, Eagles Dolphins, also Sunday night football, missed like a, a blatantly obvious face mask um, on Michael Wilson. That was James Bradbury had him. So I'm not surprised the NFL's banned them from officiating uh, the playoff games. Well, we know what we'll see him soon. Steelers-Ravens this Sunday. Brad Allen and his officiating crew are taking the field once again. So that should be an interesting game. I mean, if the guys play clean, then it won't have to be too interesting, you know, officiating-wise. But we'll see what happens, honestly, because that, that's a divisional game. End of the season, two teams are fighting. Pretty much Steelers are fighting to get a playoff chance playing the Ravens. And I think it's in Baltimore, so it's an even tougher game for the Steelers. They're going to have to play extremely hard to get that win. Yeah. Uh, but at least 
for the Steelers, they won't have a. The Ravens starters most likely won't be playing since they've already locked up That's the number true. one seed. So they just have That's to over, overcome Brad Allen's officiating. <laughs> That's step one. But I don't know. Unfortunate for Detroit. I don't know how you, you mess that call up. They were saying they even talked to the officials before the game. Yeah, that's that's even worse that they forgot. And I, I don't I don't know how you're. This is like one of the biggest stages. Is huge game on the year. How you mess up? Which player reported is eligible is beyond me. Yeah, it's two playoff forces. That once we get later on in January, they're going to be showing their true colors on the field. It was unfortunate for Detroit, but. Luckily for them, that same night, the Pistons broke that historic losing streak. Yes, they did. And I'm happy about that, honestly. The main reason that they've been losing, in in my opinion, is just their extremely sloppy defense. You watch them switch on screens where they don't need to. They're not switching on screens where they don't need to. They're just kind of allowing the other team to play at their strengths sometimes. And you're like, oh, okay. It makes sense why you guys blew a 20-point lead against Boston in Detroit, by the way, in a home stadium. I don't know how no. they choke that. And that's not even the first game that they've choked like double digits or having a pretty decent lead going into the, into the second half or late in the game. And as far as it goes for the, their rookies, Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser get so little playing time that they might as well be in the G league so they can actually improve. Cause all that time on the bench, it really doesn't make sense. Because they drafted Cade and he was instant starter. But yeah. the, these two are going to sit on the bench the entire game while their team you, chokes. You might as well let them play, man. Your season's, I mean, you're going to have to put together an incredible win streak to even have a chance at the postseason. If Isaiah Livers is getting OT minutes, why is Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser not in the game? That's it does, I don't, it does not make sense. I don't know what Monty Williams doing down there, and see, it's it's the Pistons too. So it's it's hard for them to tank because I don't even think they're trying to tank. But yeah, but you think they oh well, it'll be a lock for the number one pick. But the lottery just does not like them. They'll, they'll end up getting nope. like the fourth pick or something again with the worst record and the world's longest losing streak in basketball. They're somehow not not going to get the number one pick. Hopefully in the offseason as well, they go and get some better bench pieces because that's where I think they struggle as well. Their bench players are extremely weak at times. And it kind of feels like it's only the offense and only the starters that can come out and get it done. Huh. Sometimes only Cade. So I will I say I did I did catch the end of that Raptors Pistons game. And boy, it was out some exciting basketball. Yeah, it's good. To, it's fun to watch a team like that, especially when they have so much of a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, well, then nobody wants to lose to them. So everybody's yeah. <laughs> playing their all. Nobody wants to be the team that the streak is broken against. And see. that was, they did it in Detroit. So, I mean, fans were celebrating like they just won the playoff game. I yeah, mean, that place lit up. That's hang like, hang that was, for them. honestly, <laughs> imagine they won the game. Just the banners revealed at the top of the top of the rafters. We broke the streak. Be I was the ESPN amazing. was saying that that was like the longest losing streak in like all of like major professional sports like MLB, NFL, NHL, um, Major League Soccer. Like all of them was just 
Like that was just the longest losing streak any team across any sport has gone on. The sad thing about that losing streak as well is that their roster compared to like a lot of the other NBA teams that have had that high of losing streak is like far better. Like the the current record holder before them was the Cleveland Cavaliers the season after LeBron went to Miami. So it was pretty clear like they were going to be really bad if they had no pieces and then just got rid of LeBron. It kind of like made sense that they did bad. This team has like they have stars. Yeah. Marvin Bagley, Cade Cunningham, and like I said before, Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser. So we don't get playing time, but they just can't put it together. Well, speaking of really bad teams, uh, the Panthers <laughs> locked up the number one pick yeah. for Chicago. Yeah. For the, the Bears. Who I think the Bears are technically eliminated from the postseason, but they're about to like finish with they, they have a chance to finish with eight wins. They really they turned the it around. Yeah. From being like considerably worse than the beginning of the season than the Panthers seemed, they really flipped the switch in Chicago. It's yeah. kind of like so, I mean, that's that's great for the Bears. They looked really good. And the, the weather against the Falcons. I know it's the Falcons, but I mean they looked really, really good in the weather. I mean, Justin Fields, he was hitting some big time throws and I don't know if you saw that sack he escaped where oh, yeah. like, he like broke like the was like two or three tackles and then just took off down the field. Like he, if they can, they can replicate that. They could be a really dangerous team. They ran the ball really well. Yeah. They, they can and get the run game going. Well. Now you, you get a, the number one overall pick as well as another first round pick. So that was kind of the fleece of the century. Who would be, who would be your opinion on, on who they should pick though because i literally wrote down in my notes i honestly have no clue what chicago or carolina should draft it's you know, like defense o-line they may honestly try to to trade it again they honestly might and just get more capital more more pieces for justin fields because out of the way he played the second half of this season i don't think you're you'd go away from him yeah i mean if carolina doesn't draft a receiver I wish Bryce Young the best. Yeah. And, you know, he, I hope he has good people in his circle to focus on his mental health because playing and winning one game every season of your career is going to be a little rough <laughs> for him. God, what a shock that had to be going from, from playing at Bama to Carolina. That is, that's probably one of the biggest yeah, shocks for quarterbacks in the NFL or any player, honestly, because it, it's not like you're going to play freaking Louisiana Tech Southern Community College week three. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're playing the top teams every single week, the best players that yeah. do what they do. So there's and no way to slack. David Tepper, I think he he's probably taken over the role of worst owner in the NFL <laughs> now that Dan Snyder's gone. He, I mean... Everything I hear about this guy is like he's just completely mismanaging the team. And I th like, I think he wants to be too involved in it and he yeah. doesn't know enough about football. I mean, he fired Frank Wright. Uh, and I feel bad for Frank Wright because Reich wanted to take CJ Stroud. And Tepper's like, no, we got to go with Bryce Young. And obviously, CJ Stroud's had a much better year. Stroud threw, threw a drink on the fan after his team got <laughs> shut out. 
It's this just, last game. It's so far in the season, and you only have they have one or two wins. But either way, like there's not really a chance, even if they won that game, to like get anywhere or you know have a better season. So I don't yeah, know. You're still sending Chicago a top five draft pick. Yeah. Whether you win or not. So we'll we'll see what the the Panthers do, but they're 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 kind of like my Broncos, where it's like they're they traded away a lot of value, and they just they don't have a whole lot of upside looking for them. So they they're kind of going to end up in football purgatory. Seriously, I feel like it's not just the worst teams in the NFL that are struggling right now, because the Eagles have been collapsing. They are two and four in their last six, and rightfully so even early in the season the commanders kept it close they they lost by seven the first time they played and the eagles only beat the commanders by three the second time around just from what the numbers are showing the eagles are either barely losing or barely winning against the worst teams or they're just getting smacked by the top teams in the league when it comes later in january you know that could be a test for them cardinals crafted you know, quite a miracle comeback in Philly as well. So that's just a heartbreaker and probably a morale crusher for them And as this, we get late into the season, final week this weekend. You know, the, I think the only reason the Cardinals were down 21-6 to six at halftime was, I mean, they they gave up like that huge pick six return. <laughs> 99 few, yards. Yeah, a few other like big plays that like helped the Eagles jump out to an early lead. But, I mean, you look at the – the total yards, the time of possession in that game, and I, like it looks like the Cardinals just controlled, dominated the whole time through. So yeah, I mean they got away from them at halftime, but they stormed back. And this is completely a, my opinion. A huge win. I think that the Eagles' secondary is extremely weak. At like, no disrespect to Bradbury, but he's been getting cooked all season long. I don't want to. I don't want to say like too harsh or anything, but. It's the truth. I think that their secondary is a little is a little weak. And after their success last season, they lost a lot of their coordinators to getting better jobs with other teams. And I don't blame those guys for oh, taking yeah. better jobs, but they just lost to their former defensive coordinator and they yep. wanted to fire him. Yep. Just because of the Super Bowl. But you see, like their their defense has taken a big step back. Yeah. Since he's left. But that's yeah. a lot of it has changed, and I feel like they're doing just slightly worse than everyone expected because of those changes in the offseason. I feel like their secondary could really rally through in the offseason, and they could definitely win some big games and prove the doubters wrong. But if they continue to you know, show those stripes, then that's kind of how I feel it'll end for them. It'd be like a tough loss in the in the first round. Yeah. And the, the pass rush just hasn't been the same either for them. It's it's dropped off a lot, and that that's hurting the secondary because those quarterbacks are just getting more time to throw. Yeah, if you got and all day in the pocket, all any quarterback is going to dice you up. Look, I'll be fair. Kyler Murray is a very hard quarterback to sack. He's very yeah. elusive, but if you're not even making him run, that's what's crazy. Yeah, if he's just getting the stand back there, and then. They could they could not stop the run at all against the Cardinals. I mean, James mm-hmm. Conner just went crazy in that game. Um, I Sirianni might need to file a missing persons report for AJ Brown. Where's, <laughs> where's that guy gone? Yeah. He was he was extremely upset after the loss. 
Sunday. He didn't even want to talk to any of the press or reporters, but he kept it very professional. Uh, he just said he didn't have anything really to say and that he's ready to move on. It seemed like he just wanted to get to practice the next week so they can come out against New York and end yeah. the season on a high note. They could possibly just blow out New York and then they'll have a lot of momentum building for the playoffs. Yeah, I think for them, that's like a huge You need to like get a good win and feel confident going into the playoffs because now you're staring down being a wild card. Yeah. I mean, your fate's in the, the Washington Commanders' hands and if they can beat the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. So there's, I wouldn't have a whole lot of hope there. Uh, I think that, like that, Dallas, they know they win, they get the two seed. And they're, so I, I imagine they're going to play all their stars. They're going to come out and play their best ball against the Commanders and lock up that two seed going into the, the postseason. No, um, this is going to be. Speaking of seeding, we got over the weekend, both the top one seeds in each conference got clinched. Ravens and the 49ers lock it in. And so I'm probably not surprised by either of those teams. Yeah, the Ravens deserve the AFC, man. They're the most consistent football team this season. Earlier in the season, I actually said it was the Eagles, but they all play with so much heart. Like they don't even really have like a receiver that you would consider a number one. They have older guys. Their tight end is very good as well. Forget his yeah. name off the top of my head right now. Uh, likely. He's, yeah, he's done a likely. great job filling in for Mark Andrews after Andrews got hurt. And, and their yeah. defense actually hits. That is why they win. They actually put the they actually put their pads on you. That's why they win. Oh, and they're great at taking the ball away. And they also they really get after the the quarterback, even though you don't think of like the Ravens as having having a bunch of like high end pass rushers. That's but true. they've got guys that like it's just a really great team effort to rush the passer. Um and they they're like their defensive coordinator, he does a great job. I don't remember his name. Um, but just all of his schemes and and um coverages, all of that. Just it, it's really great. It's given a lot of teams fits. I mean, oh, yeah. the Dolphins ha- struggled mightily against them on Sunday. Yeah, that was a very and, tough game for the Dolphins. And I mean, he kind of essentially he did what no other coordinator was really able to do this year, and was able to like scheme Tyree Kill out of the game for the most part. Yeah, and the Dolphins just weren't able to handle that onslaught from the Ravens. I do think that either division is still up for grabs just because of how the regular season has played out. Now so many teams that, you know, kind of you would think are the worst team in the league just kind of showed up and came out out of nowhere and got themselves a wild card spot. I do believe the 49ers have to stay healthy as well to stay in it. Otherwise they're, they're easily one of the biggest powerhouses right now. Yeah. And I know that game on Christmas, uh, they lost pretty badly to the Ravens, but if you look at it, that was uh, that game was sixteen to twelve. Excuse me, going into halftime, they had one bad quarter. That was the third quarter there, and they kind of got away from them. They were like their defense, despite some early turnovers, was really holding the Ravens to field goals. Uh, they were running the ball well, and they were able to put together some drives. But thir- sometimes you just you have a couple of bad drives, a couple of bad series, and it's just you can't recover from that. So. Mm-hmm. I think they're 
they're still there's no need to be concerned about them. They will still be very difficult to deal with in January. It's always because of one man, CMC. Once he gets going, when Purdy was hurt, what do you have? A receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown for that, that game what they were without him? Yeah. Dude is an absolute maniac. Ed McCaffrey raised an absolute monster on the field. <laughs> Dude is second nature is just football. It's crazy. He lives and dies it. All right. Well, we'll be back with some more playoff talk. But now it's time for one of our first segments of the day called Team Building Exercise. Go ahead and roll the intro. Yeah, we definitely got a sound to it. All right. It is team building exercise. To run through this one really quick with you guys, you've probably seen it before. We're going to use a random team generator, NFL, today. Each of us are going to draft a quarterback, running back, two receivers, tight end, O-line, and a defense. We're going to switch off, and we would like to hear from you guys. We want to hear which team you think would take the win going head-to-head, and we'll give you guys up until our next show next Wednesday to get your votes in. Let us know on Facebook. You can call in if you want to on our number, 720-619-0627, or just message on the Facebook. Anywhere you guys can contact us, let us know who you think would win in a, in a matchup here. Let me get this loaded up. There it is. All right. First spin. I'll let Mercury go first with this one. Green Bay Packers. Oh, for the Packers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and fill in my running back position, and I'll take Aaron Jones from then. Okay. Like that. You're up next, Caveman. So do I do resume or eliminate? Uh, just, resume. Just respin it. Oof. Oh Man, my there's... god. Uh dude, give me Bryce. Maybe if I put him with the good O line, this team might take a dub. Give me Bryce okay. Young. Okay. I really, I don't even know who else to pick on that squad. Uh, maybe Adam Thielen. That that's that would have been the easy pick, actually. I completely spaced him out. The oh, Niners. Okay, that's a strong team there. Uh, I mean, I gotta go. I'm gonna go take Debo. Love okay. that speed. Okay, that's got some threats there on offense now. Aaron Jones and Debo Samuel. That's a that's a tough team. Ooh. Jacksonville. I'll take Travis Etienne. I like that pick. Bryce Young and Etienne. That's good. Give him a solid running back there.
Ooh, the Commanders. Oh, that's that's always fun. Stuff. I I'll take Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. He's a beast. Okay. So far, Mercury needs a tight end, O line, and a defense. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. Browns. The Browns. Browns. Give me the Browns defense. I could have taken Amari Cooper, even Joe. I already picked the quarterback. I could have taken Amari Cooper, even Njoku, but I'm going to go with that tough defense this season. They've been playing great. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good defense. Oh, Tennessee. Okay. I'll go with their defense. Defense has been pretty solid this year. So yeah, I, I got that, I got a lot of playmakers on the other side of the ball that I don't need them to be like stifling. I just need them to not give up. That's true. You know, That's thirty true. plus a game. They they can do that. The Panthers again. <laughs> All right, I'll take Thielen then. Take Adam Thielen. I'm looking right. for one more receiver, a tight end, and an O line. Got the Niners again. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to take their offensive line just because I want to make sure I got some, uh, some good protection. I hope I don't have to save my O-line pick for last because if I get a bad team, the Jets. Ooh. Another tough one. That is a tough one, dude. Give me give me their tight end. Tyler Conklin. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Tyler Conklin. That's my that's my pick right there. I gotta save my O line. I can't let it be squandered like this. The O-line can make or break the team. I need a tight end and a QB. Tennessee Titans again. Wow. Um, well, you're one away from having C.J. Stroud at your I know, that's tough. I'll go, I guess I'll go with Chigakonku. Okay. It's pretty good. Chargers. Chargers. Are we allowed to pick injured players for this? Because they're in, like entire receiving cores. I mean, I think Keenan Allen's still healthy. Okay, I'll take I'll take Keenan. I'll take Keenan Allen then. Now I just need an O line. I'm gonna hope I get a good offensive line team here. I kind of wait until the last pick to go for a quarterback, so I can just get what I get. Justin Fields. That's not even a bad quarterback, right? All right, you got a good old line surrounding him. Yeah, something he has not had for a while. Maybe I can give Bryce Young the same thing because we're both in the same boat. Whatever I get, this is my offensive line. Buccaneers. Okay, that's actually pretty solid. Not a not a not a bad old line. They've been protecting Mayfield pretty nicely this season. As a Saints fan, but we we beat him last week though. Let's go Saints! All right, 
Uh, actually, no, I think we're. Oh yeah, that was our last pick. No, there. We're, okay. we're filled in. So my team is Justin Fields, Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, Chiga Konkwu, the 49ers offensive line, and the Tennessee Titans defense. Versus Cedric. I have Bryce Young, Travis Etienne Jr. I got Adam Thielen. Got the Jets. Conklin. Yeah, I got Conklin. I already forgot my second receiver. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. I got Browns defense, and I gave myself the Buccaneers O-line. Go ahead and make your picks. Let us know. Call in. Text in whatever you want to do. We're going to tally up our votes before next show, and we'll decide who starts off our our, our season one and zero. But that is it for the team building exercise. Now, got more playoff talk to get into here, though. Yeah, a lot of playoff talk. So there's actually some pretty crazy clinching scenarios. I was I was diving into that last night um, and getting in, down into that rabbit hole. So first, I guess we'll talk about the last two NFC spots. Uh, there's only two available left, so it's basically whoever wins the uh, NFC South. We got some people. Uh, uh, we got some people on TikTok. Are you guys talking about actual sports, or yes. is this metaphorical? Uh, you do realize that FanDuel is literally sports, but not sports, right? Every team is accompanied by a certain group or representatives of the group of actual humans, and they're betting on us. You realize this, right? Hell yeah. Love good Patriot branded podcast. Nice. Thanks. Appreciate yes. you guys. So we are talking about yeah, all actual sports, just the NFL. Yeah, just the NFL right, right now. We talked a little NBA earlier, uh, and then we we made some. Obviously, we made our our two fictional teams off of that that random team generator. So they're going head to head in the game. And Malsack nineteen seventy eight is responding or represented a group of actual humans, and they're betting on us. You realize this, correct? Okay, I honestly. I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reading it. I don't comprehend what they're getting at. You know what they're getting at. I don't comprehend. I'm just this dumb we're sound the, guy. We're on the same boat. H train. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, back to the, the craziness of the playoffs. Um, so, so some real insane stuff can happen right now in the NFC. The two spots left are really the Bucks and the Packers to lose. They're sitting there right now. All, all they have to do is win Colts. So this is essentially it's a play-in game. Winner uh, can secure a postseason berth. Maybe the AFC South if the Jags lose. Uh, obviously, the Jags they just got to win the clinch the division title. Cowboys. Boys can win their division and the two seed with a win. Detroit can win the two seed if both the Eagles and the Cowboys lose. I don't. That seems pretty unlikely. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Rams clinch the sixth seed 
they already have a postseason berth locked up, but they would clinch the sixth seed with a win, or if they lost and the Packers lost, they would still clinch that sixth seed. And actually, let's I want to talk about that real quick. If the Rams clinch the sixth seed, that there's a very good chance that that means that they will play the Detroit Lions in the first round. Matthew Stafford back in Detroit for Detroit's first home playoff game in 30 years. That would actually be amazing. I need to see that now. I hope it plays out like that, honestly. That, I mean, the NFL script writers go crazy yeah, if that actually go. happens. Damn. Can you imagine the atmosphere and just how much, how insane that game would be? I mean, because already like a home playoff game for Detroit, that's going to be absolutely bananas. And now, you know, their old quarterback, the last quarterback to take them to the playoffs returns for their first home playoff game. And like the, the Rams have been pretty red hot over the, since they came off their bye week, they're seven and one after yeah. their bye. They're That's only crazy. Only loss after their bye week came in overtime against the Ravens. Who is number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. So going to OC against one of the top teams is, a place you want to be at will, in a wild card spot. I will say the Rams need to work on their special teams a little bit because they almost they lost that game to the Ravens by giving up a punt return touchdown. They almost lost to the Giants because they gave up a punt return touchdown, but New York went for two and didn't get it. Yep. The craziest game, in my opinion, though, is going to be Miami and Buffalo because Buffalo had one of the toughest seasons. The way that they've been able to turn it around and get above 10 wins right now is crazy. If they win in Miami, I'm actually not sure who's the home team. But if they win that game, they secure the AFC East spot and they win that division because the Miami Dolphins lost last week in Baltimore. It's such a crazy scenario for Buffalo after arguably starting off one of the worst teams in the league. This start They started off as one of the highest underachieving teams in the league based on their supporting cast behind burrow i mean not josh allen the joe burrow sorry joe burrow he's injured hopefully he gets well soon gets the Bengals back in their crazy playoff spots because they almost made it with jake browning i did yeah it's unfortunate to see them get eliminated actually and going back to the bills they have they're in a really odd situation where they could potentially be either the two seed or out of the playoffs. Yeah, they're either win their division and they're the two seed or they don't make the playoffs at all. Which is it's one of the weirdest scenarios because of the it'll they'll have teams that have worse records above them. <laughs> that being said though, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Packers, as you said, the Rams are seven and one after their bye week. They're all three of those teams are completely underrated this season, especially the Packers. They have one of the youngest teams in the league right now, and they're coming out and showing that they all look like veterans. It's it's pretty fun to watch the Packers right now. Yeah, that should be a great game against the Bears. The Bears really have nothing left to play for except their pride. pride. So but, that I mean, means it's, it's going to be a good one. It's against Green Bay, exactly. And it is in Lambeau, I believe. So 
that one they is would just be a battle they would love to come out and play spoiler and, and knock the packers out of the playoffs because i mean just how many years they've the packers have just beat up on them so that's going to be a, a battle jordan love is he's gonna need to bring his a game to help propel his team into the playoffs and that's good on jordan love i want to give a shout out to him for really finding himself as a quarterback this season after they kind of had a rough start he really turned it around and is actually showing that he learned quite a bit from aaron Rodgers in his first four seasons or his first three seasons as the backup in green bay but he's playing very well he's leading his team to do great things you know if i see him in the postseason i'll definitely be rooting for them but if the saints don't win the nfc south then my i got my back with either detroit or cleveland because the fact that they've had Cleveland has had four starting quarterbacks this whole season and they still secured a playoff spot is unheard of for Cleveland. Yeah, that, they usually go for four starting quarterbacks in a season and don't win a game. Yeah. <laughs> four four starting quarterbacks and the number one overall pick for the Browns. Yeah. Which leads to another starting quarterback most of the time. And New Orleans can they can your Saints can still get in. Uh, they need to win and Tampa to lose. That's their best path is just by winning the the NFC South. But if they win and Green Bay and Seattle both lose, they could still get in. Oh. And we then could I, sneak our way in there either way. Okay. I just wanted to bring this up because Jacksonville has an absolutely wild scenario to even if they lost to still end up as a wild card. I got it here. So the Jaguars would end up as a wild card if they tied and the Steelers lost their tied with the Ravens or um, there's no tie in the Indy Tennessee or there's no tie between Indy and uh, Tennessee. The Broncos lose to the Raiders and the Steelers lose to the Ravens. <laughs> that is the craziest playoff scenario. It's weird. Probably I, in the last few seasons, especially because Broncos are out of the playoffs. So, and they, they potentially have the ability to affect a playoff team, whether they win or lose. Is I mean, if you're a play, if you're a team hoping for that to happen, that's you got to just be so upset. You're like these guys aren't even aren't even in the postseason. Well, I will say this, and I don't really talk much. I will say this that you know, for the last five to eight years. The Broncos and the Raiders both have been shit, so I don't know why where the rivalry comes from, because I think that they need to create like a participation trophy. Whoever wins this big loserville game gets the trophy, because I don't see a trophy in our in our eyes for for a while. Oh yeah, now we're we're in trouble with Russell Wilson's. That game that game's gonna be for the. Uh... The golden, the golden toilet trophy. It's going to be the golden Johnson. That's what well, you know. Talking. People need to quit thinking like we are past the rebuilding. Right now, what we're doing is we're surviving. So when I say surviving, I say for the next four years, if we have a 500 season, we better be happy and mm -hmm. feeling blessed. Uh, because the whole Wilson, no matter if he comes back or we get rid, rid of him, I mean, that has put our organization back by five years at least. I'm going to stand on this opinion as well with the whole Russell Wilson situation. 
if I was a Broncos fan, Russell Wilson's my QB one. You don't you don't get will you don't get wins against the Chiefs, Bills, Browns. Those they beat. Um, Vikings. Vikings. They're, yeah. they're beating tough teams as he's leading it. You know, they they got blown out by Detroit, but that's like one of the strongest teams in the league that held. Yeah. held you do realize they went to Wilson after they won against Kansas City. After. That's not not, not week one, not week two, but after they won against Kansas City and said, hey, you need to restructure your contract. You know, yeah. the reason why this is hit to the public so much is because Russell Wilson and his campaign, they have done that. You know, it's like, look at me, look at me, look at what they're doing to me. But he does thing, focus a lot on his image. Well, the thing about it is it's the, the contract. There, there's nothing different in the contract. They should have Denver should have nicked this in the butt week one. Yeah, if they really wanted him gone. They wouldn't have waited until creating one of one of almost one of the greatest stories in football history if they made the postseason. They're starting off one in five and being able to turn it around and then be in the playoffs is yeah. crazy enough in itself, even if they lost in the first round. I honestly think they were just looking for a way to get out of the contract by like, you know. Just cutting our losses, you know, like a divorce or something. You're like, well, we're yeah. gonna. I, I think they were looking for a reason, you know. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, we're we're winning against Kansas City and all this other stuff. And they probably thought to they probably and they let it go. That's the problem. They let it go, and then they let him face the Detroit Lions the next game, mm -hmm. you know. And it's yeah. like. That's that. That was the turning point. That was when I knew that we wasn't ready to go to the playoffs. Exactly. Well, speaking of playoffs, though, this weekend kicked off the college football playoffs. What's a uh, what's some games there were on New Year's Day? So a lot of good, good bowl games in general, um, but these playoff games were really good. Um, I got a lot to say about them, but. You you can go first. Give me your thoughts on this, Kate, man. My at least my prediction is that Michigan's defense is going to need stops or turnovers, but the same goes for Washington's defense because we know it's no struggle for them to put points up. And I actually hope Washington wins to bring home a championship to the Pac-12 in its last season before there's only what two teams left in there: Washington or Washington State and Oregon State are the only teams that stayed. I think. That would be awesome for the Pac-12 if Washington could get the win. Yeah, but absolutely. Michigan is never to be slept on because this is their third season straight in the college football playoffs. Even though they lost last two years, they're in the natty this season. Oh yeah, well, so they were first round exits the last two years. So you know they like a, a big chip on their shoulder that yeah. they want to bring it all home this year. Uh, this game, I mean, it's I feel like it's a lot of that. You know, immovable object meets an unstoppable force. The way Washington just can move the ball and put points up on the board, but the Michigan has such a strong defense that, I mean, they they're just smothering, and they were really making uh, Jalen Milrow uncomfortable all all game during the Rose Bowl. Yeah, 
getting after him. They didn't really give up a ton of big plays. Like Bama had to put together like a few. I mean, honestly, the, the special teams mistakes that Michigan committed really kept, I think, kept Bama in that game more than they they should have because Bama had to go. They got a short field off a muffed punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, and a couple of turnovers that just gave Bama some shorter fields. They didn't really go the length of the field all too often in that game. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but did you guys see the video with uh, Justin Dangerly because he lost the bet with Alabama and the, the Wolverines? I don't think oh, I have. Oh, no. Yeah, that's funny. So the, the bet was he was supposed to just kind of show up with diapers on and the other team jersey, and he had to sing <laughs> victory. Yeah. That's, That's great. Funny. It's not a bet I want to lose. Uh, and I was watching that Washington game, and I was just – this is the delusional Bronco fan in me, but I was just thinking about Michael Penix Jr. and the Sean Payton offense. That would be actually crazy. Now that amazing. you mention it, yeah. that would be really fun to watch. Because he got the ball out of his hands like quick, and like unless they wanted to take a deep shot, and then he was making some Madden yeah. throws, dude. Oh yeah, and his receivers were making some Madden like catches, and the way he just like drifts in the pocket to so it make, it makes it easier for his line to protect him and gives him that time to to make those reads and make those throws. Oh, I know he's I know he's he's ranked a little lower below Heisman winner Jaden Daniels um, for. Uh, QB draft prospects, but I think after after that game on New Year's Day, and then after, depending on how he does in the Natty, he'll probably rise. Okay. So with more. our final three minutes, do we want to do our last segment? The help, looking out for the little guy. Yeah, The Regis Rangers, everybody. Yes. That is the little guy that we're looking out for today. As you know, Berkeley and I are the color commentary crew for their home games this season on men's and women's basketball. And last night, both of them played. The men's team got an absolute blowout win. I'll let you go further in on that, but they played absolutely great. It was good team ball. Yeah, and they're they're fun for a Division two school to watch. Um they're yeah, they're just they play with a lot of intensity game in and game out, whether they win or lose, because we've we've had to cover some losses of theirs. And even when they've lost, they they're fighting that, you know, to that final buzzer. Uh the women, they're they're pretty good. They I think they might have a chance to to go deeper into the national division two tournament because they won the Armac tournament last year but i believe they were at what first round of the national tournament yeah but they're 10 and 3 right now uh 5 and 2 in their and the armac they're looking really good uh, they they so far they have the single game record this season for rebounds in the game with 53 they did that back in november wow yeah really they're really good and then the men the men's team they are just hounding on defense. I, like, I feel so bad for uh, University of Colorado of Colorado Springs last night. They 
it just could not get their offense going with that all the full court traps and presses that they kept running on them. Yeah, it was so I, they weren't even able to inbound the ball sometimes. They there was just a lot smothered. of turnovers and just a lot of a lot of fast break opportunities for the Rangers to score. And it all came so quickly that, you know, really didn't feel like they had enough time to even react. But that is going to be our time today on HGTV Sports in the Cave. Caveman and HG are going to be signing off. Come back next Wednesday and check us out. 11 a.m. Standard and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See everybody next week. Thank you for watching. Bye, everybody. That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to 